It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. It's time for some college football analysis. And when you're going to do college football analysis, the one thing you need is a guy from Texas. And we got that. Quincy Miller. You know, your name would be good for like a, uh, a Texas quarterback. Quincy Miller. Maybe like Qu- it might need to be a little bit more like Quincy Miller, the third or something. I think I need to go the full John Quincy Miller. Yes. You're, um, th- boom. Quincy is a middle name. Does it? Yeah. Um, there was a basketball player from Baylor named Quincy Miller. I uh, doesn't. Yes. Doesn't fit as yes. Well, but. That was on one of their good teams uh, years ago, right? Yeah. That eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Uh, right. He takes a lot of heat, so I can do a lot of stupid shit without it showing up in Google's because he's nice. He's got ah, it I need I need someone like that. I probably am someone like that for someone else. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's a conference championship weekend. And so there's I mean, I guess there's a little bit of drama. I'd like to see some crazy shit happen. But the problem is, if any crazy shit happens in these games, Alabama gets into the fucking play. Yeah, it all ends poorly. Like the you want chalk this weekend. Crazy it's shit true. in the playoffs, but chalk this weekend. Yes, it sucks because they're just holding Alabama up there over everybody. Like and Ohio win. State, uh, yes. Alabama and Ohio State are the are the beneficiaries here. That's true. If USC and TCU lose, you know. I got to think they still let TCU in, but maybe not. Well, it, it would be the ultimate fuck you to TCU after what happened, I think, in 2014 or whatever. Yes, when, when they were undefeated. They, I think they lost once. And, oh. and the committee put Ohio State in because they didn't play, because TCU didn't play in a conference championship right, game. Right. Now they're going to let Ohio State in over them because they did play in a conference championship. Right, right. Well, that and that and that points to the logic of the uh, what, the playoff committee, which is there is none. Yeah. The, the logic is it's what we want. Yeah. And 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 Ohio State and Alabama are going to get every benefit of every doubt. We decided who the four best teams were before the season began. Right. That's right. We're, and we'll we want there. to we don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Right? We'll get there. Well, so, well, well, tonight we have a game and this uh, this I'll probably put this up about five minutes before the game. So this will be obsolete. But you got USC against Utah and Utah is the only team that beat USC. Yes. And if you know Lincoln Riley, this seems like a game he might want to lose. Not want to, but given given I think his history, this is the kind of game he might lose. Uh, he. Yeah, I think. Utah will definitely be the more physical and Lincoln Riley teams don't like playing physical. They're very finesse. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't see Utah. The interesting thing is this weekend we have Utah and Kansas state, which are like the two ultimate fuck you. We don't care if you're happy. Spoiler yes, teams. Of absolutely. All time. Like don't play do- fun. They don't play fun games. They're, they're not, they are like, again, Utah and Manhattan, Kansas are yeah. the so, middle of nothing. You want to see this team in the playoff? Well, this is going to be the one game that we're going to play out of our minds and we're going to keep them and you're going to get Alabama and Ohio State and like it. So I wouldn't put anything past Utah, but I don't know. I just I have I think USC runs away with this one. I think it's a big win. I think they've been playing really well. And this is the other thing in these conference championship games. Now, in the past, the only league where I could say that it was just not, not even hiding it was the SEC. Where it's like, okay, here's two teams. 
One of them is undefeated and has a chance at a national title. The other one has a chance at an upset here. We're going to go for the team with a chance. Like the officiating in the SEC is geared to getting two teams into the playoff, no matter what is going on. And everybody's on board with that, it seems like. The SEC is like the Republican Party in that they are the most fall in line, do what's best for the brand. Like Auburn hates Alabama, but if it's good for the SEC, they'll make sure that Alabama gets put over. And, you know, it doesn't matter if the rest of the country hates it. They do what's best for them. They circle the wagons. Well, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of overlap in those two Venn diagrams. Uh, The the SEC actually sends coaches to Congress. uh, It does. It does. They might be sending players to Congress. Yeah. You're right. That's power. That is power. Why doesn't the old ball coach run for something? I would, I don't care what his politics are. I would move there and I would vote for him. Yes. Just, he needs to be an independent and just piss everybody. He's too smart. He's too smart. He doesn't want that. That's always been the thing about him. He's been smart enough to know how hard, what, what hard work some of these things are. And he's like, nah. Well, I wonder if like Trump might've reset that for him and that, Trump showed him you don't have to work if you get the you can still play golf all day. Yep. And, and just, just show yell. up and talk shit and then go back and do whatever you want. He'd be a lot more interesting of a version of this. So I think you're probably right that USC. God, just talking about it, it does suck. You, you, normally you would want chaos, but chaos only brings normalcy in this instance. I also want USC to win because I think they're the only team that could do something interesting in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it looked, yeah. I mean, right now, just like maybe they could outscore Georgia if Georgia had an off night or something. At least make... it would be a game that has, you know, 24, uh, a total of 24 points between the two teams. Yeah. The, like this Michigan US... Georgia would be, you know, nine, six. This USC team could literally kill Jim Harbaugh of just standing like this isn't football. What do you guys? They don't even have a fullback. Just he would his head would explode. On that the is the matchup you want to see Michigan USC. Yeah. And just sure. USC run away with it just to see how Harbaugh deals with that. that again, the, the, you're, you're bringing up things when you don't have a team in the playoff. There are things that you can still root for. And watching uh, Jim Harbaugh's head explode is one of those. The ultimate uh, the ultimate goal would be if Ohio State made it. And then Michigan beat them by 70 or just killed them like 70 to nothing and just yeah. really just crush them again. But I, I still don't want to see them make the playoffs. No. And and honestly, I, it, it's tough when the Ohio State Michigan game comes on because I always watch it and I'm always rooting for whoever the loss will hurt mo- most. Yeah. But there's no never anyone I want to win. No, that's never been the case in that matchup. Uh, now, in this one earlier in the year, Quincy, I got to give you some credit. Because in my all sports fantasy league that I'm in with uh, Coach Beard, Brendan Hunt, uh, who will not do this podcast for two more months because he's doing a, the most popular podcast on Apple right now. And is not or at least that's what he told me. But Brendan Hunt and I run this league and we drafted Kansas State. We actually won them in the auction uh, on your recommendation. We also took Texas, which you didn't recommend, really. But K-State gets in here to the championship game. They're ranked number 10. Yeah, that and you know why they made the right decision and took the ball away from Adrian Martinez, <laughs> something Nebraska was unable to do in four he got years. hurt at an opportune time. <laughs> he, he I have to give him credit like he he bailed out Texas when they played Texas gave there was, I think, two <laughs> interceptions to just 
just yep. any just throw it to anywhere really nobody can turn the momentum of a win around like uh adrian martinez yeah um yeah i i was high on kansas state before the season just because this feels like the type of season that they would be good that they yes. would be they're kind of like the default uh big 12 champion when the blue bloods suck yep um i, I actually like them to win this game Ooh. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's a little chaos there. I don't want them to because of. I, I hopefully TCU. I think if TCU keeps it close, they might be able to get in even with a loss. But yeah, I don't. The thing trust is, TCU many. has had so many of these games in the same way that Nebraska's had about thirty-five games that they absolutely were in position to win and didn't. TCU for about five of these games could have lost, and it it you know you you feel like at some point that that luck has to end. Yeah, they've been, you know, living on the edge of the knife. They've gotten so lucky, not just with like the way the ball bounces, but every single quarterback against them gets hurt and they're playing second and third stringers. And it's, yep. Yep. I don't know. I don't trust them in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to put up a fight against any of the other. No, I, I think, teams. you know, the big 12 is Nebraska should have stayed, but I was <laughs> thinking about the big eight man has the big eight fallen Kansas state right now is the is the, is the, the like king of the crop by a long ways oklahoma state might be second missouri awful kansas okay it's funny the powers are the worst nebraska and oklahoma are miserable this year well and colorado well i was gonna say if they get Dion, they've already got gambling in the the stadium who knows what they can do um yeah, I, I just I feel like Kansas State is going to get ahead like 21 to three and sit on the ball and we're going to see a last minute comeback like TCU is going to get two touchdowns in the last two minutes and just not have enough to get the job done. Yeah, I think that has the the, the that has the chances of being the best game of these games. I yeah. think I think a lot of the others could actually be blowouts. Speaking of Georgia LSU, I mean, I feel like. George is going to want to put this away in the first half. I don't know. This feels like the kind of game that they could lose just because that's kind of bullshit that they pulled in. LSU will have the SEC championship, uh, not go to the playoffs. Brian Kelly will be, you know, the man right. of the hour. Right. Georgia will still win the national championship despite never having won the SEC title. Like, and it, they'll give you the hope of, hey, Georgia's vulnerable. They lost to LSU, who's not very good. And then right. they're going to well, come out that, and win every game by 50. And again, we come back to the, we were talking about kind of the woes of the Big Eight and the Big 12 and the SEC. That's the thing. Except for Vandy, every team in the SEC has a better squad of players than Nebraska as far as their talent and their mm -hmm. star ranking. Pretty much. I think maybe maybe one or two teams a year don't have the same recruiting thing. Mississippi State or whatever. But uh, that's how any team can beat any other team in the SEC because they all have blue chippers. And LSU yeah. certainly does, too. Uh, I don't I I don't know if that could happen, but I do think Kirby Smart is not the greatest coach in the world. I think Brian Kelly might be at least as good as a coach but hasn't had as good players overall. Yeah. I mean, that was his whole thinking going to LSU is like if Ogeron and uh, who's the other guy who won there? Uh, uh, Les Miles. Miles. I mean, 
if those guys can win there, I could bring my whole family. All right. So we're disagreeing on that one. Uh, you think that it's possible for LSU to bring that based only on my prevailing theory that whatever you want to happen least in college football is the most likely thing to happen. Well, that's been my experience for the entire Scott Frost era. So, uh, <laughs> oh, and then this is the shit game of the Purdue and Michigan. Now, again, this would be a wonderful, wonderful upset, but I can't imagine it. No, um, this is the kind of game that I could see Harbaugh shitting the bed, but oh, that'd be so great. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, the, what worries me is that the closer we get to the actual playoffs, the more I realize I'm going to be talking myself into Michigan, wanting Michigan to win it all just because Oof. I can't cheer for anybody else. Right. Right. It's not, it's not a stellar list of, uh, candidates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see him lose to Purdue as long as it doesn't let Ohio Ohio State in the playoffs. Then so sure, just to be, do you hate Ohio State more than Michigan? Oh, I, I might hate Ohio State more than anyone. Um, and why? What is this all on? Just Ohio history? State people are the worst people in the world. Again, um, again, you, we could do a little bit of overlap in terms of political and uh, team affiliation. There's, it's a, there's a bad kind of J.D. Vance kind of section there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain programs, you know, you don't like and you think maybe they're douchebags or whatever. But then there's some that are like, those people are bad. <laughs> and Ohio State is in the those people are bad. Um, Baylor throwing them in there, too. Like, these not, are bad people. <laughs> yeah, like this is a moral choice. <laughs> just like Texas has played Ohio State several times in the this century and just you know walking to and from the games there's a sense of this isn't this isn't fun anymore this yeah. isn't these are not this is like going to a rally of sorts and yeah. and not any of the good rallies it ain't yeah. a pep rally it's watching election results of like this things could go to hell if this doesn't turn out the right like this isn't just a oh man my guy lost this is a holy yeah. shit yeah. yeah all right well you make a good point actually uh, so we're not going to do any of the, I, I realize I'm forgetting the ACC, but that's fine. Let's forget the ACC. Dabo, you've had enough of our attention. Uh, Tom Herman, I just, of interest to you, he took a, a, a coaching job, so he will not be the Nebraska offensive coordinator. No, uh, he's been mentioned for quite, they, they thought he was in the running for Cincinnati and Colorado as well, but took FAU so I don't know if he just took the first job that was offered or if they didn't want him with the others yeah I think it's more like that it was like uh I'll reject you after you yeah. stop calling me back I was gonna say I'll bring up Nebraska stuff just because so I had told Quincy that I wanted Mickey Joseph to be the coach and then right after Mickey Joseph doesn't get the job and then gets arrested for either domestic abuse or some weird there's some kind of sex triangle thing going on uh, and it, it, it got discovered or something. We still haven't gotten to the, the, the bottom of the story, but Quincy, uh, immediately reminded me with a text right after that, that I was a hundred percent behind Mickey Joseph. <laughs> and, and honestly, I still want him on the staff. I think what's your ultimate, like the best job fit for you. I think you should be the athletic director at Liberty university. I think that's like the perfect fit for you of just, wanting to win at all costs, hiring the worst people, and then just being like, God damn it. I'm not backing down. I'm not, I'm doubling it's not down working. Yeah. I, I think whoever is the, the, the AD at Liberty 
they already got that guy. It's clear that there's a lot of places where they that that, you know that who, person exists. You know who the AD at Liberty is, right? I don't know. No, he's the he was the AD at Baylor during the uh, uh, what's his face again? The um, not the Dave Bliss one. No, not Dave Bliss. Uh, the the Art Browse. Really? They hired him away. Two religious schools, I will mention. Jesus. All right. Well, ending on Jesus is probably perfect for all that. Yes, that's right. It's time for your World Cup update. And by update, I mean the first time we've talked about the World Cup. I'm here with our World Cup and soccer expert, my brother, Mike Canale. Hi, Mike. Hi, Joe. We talked about this once. Didn't we do the group stage? We did, and I forgot to publish that episode. So to our (laughs) listeners, uh, they didn't get any of that. (laughs) That's when I had the COVID. And and I looked the next day, and I had never put it up. Anyway, here we go. This will go up because I've recorded a bunch of people today with all kinds of stuff. But this is our soccer element. And so, uh, well, things went... Pretty good, I think, as far as our rooting interests go. Uh, USA won. And, USA won. And Netherlands. the Netherlands won, which I'm a fan of the Netherlands, and you're a big Van Dyke fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy not in it, so we don't have to worry about that. Ireland rarely in it. Rarely in it, and yeah. And and I, uh, I am a Messi fan, so it's nice to see that both Messi and I guess Ronaldo advancing here in their last World Cups, most likely. Uh, so they get to, you know, and some other, some other old heroes, the Croatian guy. Oh, uh, Modric. Yeah. Modric. Modric. Um, you know, it'd be funny or not funny. I mean, the, the Messi and Ronaldo could meet in the finals. That, that would be amazing. I mean, it would be amazing. I don't think it's going to happen. No, but it would be like, you know, it would be like, God, I don't even know. Brady Manning, I guess, in a Super Bowl, which never could happen back then because they were in the AFC. Yeah, that's Uh, why I'm. Well, we'll go into it. That's why I am a little disappointed. Brazil and Argentina on the same side. I would have liked to have seen a South American final. But alas, it's not to be. And today, uh, uh, Suarez was crying and the Uruguayans, a lot of poor, a lot of bad losers today. Yeah. Oh, Serbia. Bad losers. And I knew that was bad blood. You know, Shakiri and who's the other player? Grant. Grant. Um, Jaka. Yeah. yeah. And so when Jaka got into it at the end, you knew that there was a little bit more than just a game on the uh, oh, going yeah. on there. You know, because they were talking all game about how Jaka has controlled his emotions and doesn't get red cards every three games anymore. And then right after that, he's you know mixing it up. Well, they, you know, you you knew that that's what the 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 Serbia was going to try to do. At the, yep. when it got late, they were going to start shitbaggery and try to get him out of the game. Yep. So. Yep. But the shitbaggery, the, there's not any huge shitbaggery teams. Let's see. Uh, I mean, any uh, of them can be. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I look at all these teams. Maybe Spain. <laughs> I think Spain, maybe. But when I'm thinking shitbagger, I'm thinking Italy, maybe Mexico a little bit. Old school Spain. This is a different kind of Spanish. Yes. Team. Yes. Um, maybe even the Germans can can be known to be a little pragmatic with their fouls. 
but let's just go into the picks and everything. We'll go into each, uh, you know, each day because each day those guys will meet in the next match. So tomorrow, Netherlands, United States, uh, Saturday, December 3rd, Argentina, Australia. If Australia makes this game close, I'll be amazed. Can't believe they won two games. It's remarkable. I'm like five shots. Mm-hmm. They took five shots in the tournament and they have two wins, six points. So crazy. I don't imagine that happening against Argentina. I think Argentina, especially after that last game, they, they look like they're clicking a little bit. I don't think that this game's going to be close. No, I don't either. And uh, it shouldn't be. And it what possibly be. is happening now is, is any team that made it through is starting to round into form because they haven't had a lot of time. So the good teams might be getting better now. It might start being chalky because now teams have more time together and the and the quality may win out. Yep. Speaking um, of, Netherlands, yeah, the, United States. Now, I, I want the United States to win. Of course. But it's tough for me because Van Dyke's my favorite player in the world. And uh, the Dutch are a historic World Cup franchise that, uh, uh, you know, a tough luck Three-time finalist, zero-time winner. I think they've been in the final four or five times. M- so many times in this in the semis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, a, a, a soccer. Even though the country isn't that big, they are a soccer giant historically, mm-hmm. and so it would be nice to see them advance. And ultimately, I'm looking forward to either Argentina, Netherlands, Argentina, United States. Same here. Yep. If it, if if somehow uh, Australia wins, well, God bless. But, you know, that might be the, the only way the U.S. has a chance to get through, perhaps, is if something crazy. But anybody, you know, you get one upset, upset, and now everyone in that bracket has new life. I'll tell you, you got a guy like Otamendi on defense for Argentina, who's a real, he's a real, he's the kind of guy who get you a red card in a big game and blow it for Argentina. That yeah. guy is... He's he's what he is what Sergio he wants to be what Sergio Ramos is, but he's not nearly as clever or as talented. Yeah, He'll get himself. He's the kind of guy who could ruin it for Argentina. The you know what South Americans are known for their tempers sometimes, and uh, you know not to not to necessarily jump into a stereotype, but Uruguay had some tempered guys today uh, who were pretty upset. Pretty upset. And of course, Suarez, he's known to bite people. So, uh, yeah, I'm picking Argentina and I think Netherlands. I actually think, you know, the road is up for the U.S. I I think so, too. It would be amazing to see them win, but I'd like it to be close. I I do, too. Yes, you mentioned that. All right. Next, we have uh, Sunday. France, Poland uh, and England, Senegal. Poland, another team that it's like. Oh, snooze fest. Complete. No, nothing in the midfield at all. I mean, like, I feel like Lewandowski touches the ball three times a game. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, when you have nobody in the midfield, it's just amazing. They they were just, they snuck through. Snuck through. They were yeah. in a kind of a weak group, uh, you know, down here from Mexico. Yep. Who's the other team in that group? Argentina. Oh no, South uh, uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Who kind of yeah? They 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 once they all got Rolls Royces after beating Argentina, their motivation went down. 
Did you hear that? Everybody on the team got a Rolls Royce. They did. They Argentina. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost the next two games. So, yeah, I feel like France is going to run over them. England, Senegal, that could be interesting. Senegal's good, man. If they had Mane, um, but I mean, SAR is a really good score. They have good yes. goalie. They have a good, good defense. They, they've got a lot of talented players. This could be a game that, you know, when it gets deeper in the depth and the England can bring in four, you know, high quality subs. Yep. That, that might be the difference. Yep. Uh, I don't know but, if there's, there, I'm sure there's a colonial connection between England and Senegal. I think France and Senegal. Okay. No. Okay. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Well, and in the next round, France, England, or France, Senegal, then either way, again, we're thinking France will advance. France, France will advance. I'm pretty sure England will advance. I am too. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like England has a good shot, honestly. Uh, France is, they're flaky. That's yep. that's a matchup I'd really like to see, though. Again, like there's some nice dream matchups in the final oh. eight. Oh Netherlands, Argentina, and then France, England would be amazing. Uh-huh. Now, here we go. Japan, Croatia is kind of interesting. I want Japan. I think they're going to win. I do, too. I think they're going to win. <laughs> I do, too. South Korea, I don't know if they have enough to hold up with Brazil. No, but it'll be a fun game, I think, too. And today, when they scored, or at least, the, would they score two? Yeah. Two the second one. score, that was off of nothing. That was Son coming down, boom, little kick. So, you know, that's how a team like Brazil loses. Is like it's one one, it's getting tight, and then suddenly something happens, like what? And they don't have time to come back. I don't think it's likely. No. But again, you know, Brazil but, but, could choke yeah. it up. I mean, who knows? Who knows? You and Croatia was in the final last uh right mm -hmm. against Germany. So this is this is the golden generation that made it through. Unlike right, uh, this is like the, the, the yeah, they're they're the older, like the, you know, the gritty. What Belgium couldn't do. What the, Yes, they're exactly what Belgium couldn't do. And I think that shows that, you know, I think it's to be expected that Croatians would be tougher than Belgians. <laughs> In this century, at least, you know, it's like. Yeah. They've had yeah. it tougher. Belgians, you know what? In Bruges is the most, uh, the most uh, heat the Belgians have taken in the last 30 years. The, sh <laughs> the, sh the shame of it is, is that Kevin De Bruyne is you know, one of the best players in the world. And he played his guts out. Oh, yes. You he, know what? I, I really like him. I think so they much. should try to naturalize him here in the U.S. And, and he'd, he'd certainly <laughs> be on our team in four years. Because the United States needs a smart veteran. That's oh, my God. That's yes. That, that last game, they didn't have anybody running out the clock. No. They I was like, they, they could use like a James Milner or like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. Who, who just goes in there, knocks guys around. A guy who's who is not leaving without a yellow card. Yep. And one that's going to take the maximum amount of time or you know like yeah, a, a, a eventful yellow card. But my but my buddy was telling me he was like, you know, the last team that didn't qualify for the World Cup, the last US team was filled with those guys and no real talented guys. Right. Right. You, know what you I mean? can't they, have they, that. Yes. So use some veteran savvy. You, you can win an MLS that way, but not on the World Cup stage. Right, right. All right. And so we both, you know, Japan, Croatia, more of a toss up. But, you know, Brazil, we both have going through. Mm -hmm. And then we've got uh, Morocco versus Spain, which is that's interesting. That whole group 
except Switzerland. But Morocco, Spain, and Portugal, what are they all separated by no no miles? Yeah, yeah, really. It's crazy. Um, and Morocco could absolutely beat Spain. Yes. Absolutely. That is kind of I'm sure that will be a fashionable upset, but they have some good talent. Oh yeah. And Spain doesn't have the finishers. Well, when Alvaro Morata is your main striker, that that's not a great thing. No, I mean he's 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 classically, you know, it's funny some of these countries their strikers uh I know he got injured and didn't play but for Germany the guy who always is offside. Oh. Uh, what's his, who's, uh, who was on Chelsea? Yeah. Uh, uh, Werner. Werner. <laughs> like, you know, they have these flawed, uh, yeah. striker guys. It's, it's a shame. Lukaku. That, oh, Lukaku. Oh, yeah, poor guy. I actually felt horrible. I did him. too. I did too. And, and honestly, anytime this is sad to say, but soccer and racism are so oh, intertwined. Yep. That any t- it happened to the English guys when they miss those uh, penalties. Penalty kicks. Yep. It just always becomes extra bad. No. Yeah. 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 It's but, awful. It's awful. But Morocco, that would be. I, I would like for that to happen if Morocco did that because then I think they have a chance to to beat Portugal or Switzerland. I agree with that as well. Yeah. I I I think that Portugal Switzerland's an interesting game. I think if if Switzerland can get out to a lead. They can win, but if Portugal scores first, I don't think they can win. Yeah. Although today's game, I mean, it, it was heated too. It was a very emotional game, and they won it. Yep, it it was. We'll see. I mean, this this little pot of four teams, I think, are the most close together. Mm-hmm. But yep. there's not one team amongst them, unless it's Spain. But I, again, I think Spain is more flawed. I think every other group has a better team: Argentina, France, England, Brazil. Those are the four teams I think that are the best. Yes, I I think you are right. And and you know, there's two in each uh each side of the bracket except France and England would meet in a group of 8, but Brazil and Argentina could meet in the in the semifinals. Yes, and that's what I'm predicting. You think the Netherlands will win? I think the, I think this is a weird World Cup, and I think a weird team like the Netherlands could finally win it, especially because they have always been known for like great offense, and they're not that kind of team. And that I, I I'm just I I have this <clears throat> thing in my head where they do just enough as like a grinded out kind yes, of team. Right, I, I agree, and and that might and that could work really well in in a tournament. You know, in the same way that Michigan State always seems to do well if they can make it past the first round in the tournament, in they're the built for that. Yes, grind it out. Like, yep. yep, yep. And that's what they are. I mean, they don't have great offensive players. They don't. They have the Gakpo guy, but but it's really you know they have a few really talented guys, and then everybody else is a Dutch league player. Mm-hmm. So yep. so you've got them meeting England in the final, correct? I have them beating England in the final. <laughs> I think I I think a Brazil England final with Brazil winning is what I'm looking at. Really, I I I had done another one where I thought it would be Brazil France with Brazil winning. Yeah, and that 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 seems to be again. We've mentioned those four teams, but who knows? Uh, again, Netherlands is not one of the favorites, and that would be fun to see. Morocco is a team that could win. And make it to the semi to the semifinals. Wouldn't it be neat to see a team other than a European or South 
American team make it to the the finals. It would be awesome. Japan Morocco would be oh ridiculous. That would be, cool. that would be great. I that would be exciting. It would be nuts. I don't see it happening. No, but again, anything really. I think Morocco is the dark horse that has the best chance. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. This was the first World Cup since 94 where not one team uh, won all three of their games in a group. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. All right. Brazil well, that's a good. That. Brazil won that one. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Well, so th- those are our picks. And I will put this up so people will hear it. So your time was not wasted, Mike. That's good. Thank you very, very much. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, after a couple of week hiatus, thanks to the COVID bug that bit me and uh, kept me out of it for a while. We are back, though, with giving props with Joe and Brad. I'm Joe and Brad is here now. I haven't decided whether to release the audio, but if it uh, the video, but if it seems like it's a little weird, folks, it's because somehow my camera has me upside down. And Brad right side up. So both Brad and I are seeing myself upside down here. Although if we were in Australia or anywhere south of the equator, I'd be the one upside down. That's exactly true. You know, I saw an interesting demonstration, uh, Brad, in Ecuador. I wasn't there, but I saw it on, you know, TikTok or something. It's the, uh, you know, the way the water flows down the toilet. So on one side of the equator, the guy has some water and it goes. And then he walks over about 30 feet to the other side of the equator, does the thing, and the water goes the other direction. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's pretty cool. Science is real, everybody. Science is real. That's one of the big things we say. But here, The main takeaway you had from that was uh, that uh, the area between the two hemispheres was completely flat. That's what I want to see. I want to see that thing on the equator, and the water just doesn't know what to do. Right. It shoots up in the air. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like it's like me after lots of Thai soup. Oh, you know, I'm not sure what that's going to be. You, you know, don't. is it? Yeah. Thai soup is good, though. I love it. Every time Molly and I uh, this is not Thai, but it's Vietnamese want pho. It's always on a Monday and the pho place near us is always closed on Monday. It's here's really a here's weird. a good. Um, um, uh, what's the name of this show again? Given props. Given props. Uh, here's a good prop. Yeah, here's a good prop. Uh, over under on the number of ta- uh, Vietnamese restaurants uh, named pho, get about it. And I, I mean, think they would have, I was to have gonna... like meatball sandwiches and pho. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, ever? Or, or pho, the love of the game. I think it's the most. Oh, for the love of the game. Well, that's it. Have you ever game. seen a Vietnamese restaurant that does not use a pun on pho? Yeah, but it's usually like pho 2020 or something. It's a but number. it still has pho in there. I mean, yeah, bon me, bon you. Y- yeah. Shame <laughs> on me, bon me. Fool me twice. We're, bon, we'll workshop that. Bon you. The, folks, this is not necessarily a show where we workshop names of Vietnamese restaurants. But it's, that, not, it's not not necessarily. It's not not. I was going to say it, it, we don't discount anything. But what this... This segment is supposed to be is we're going to go through some sports games. And of course, gambling is a very popular, popular thing here in America, not in California. Apparently, we didn't get enough money from the companies, but uh, we're going to give you some alternative betting options that you may not see on your common sports book. Creative, creative props. Yeah. 
but we'll be doing it uh, on the NFL and other football. So let's start with, of course, your Chicago Bears, and they are playing their their lifelong rivals, the Green Bay Packers, led by Aaron Rodgers, man of mystery, guy with the uh, you know the Illuminati tattoo, who mm. loves to play the Chicago Bears. Now, in the last week, Aaron Rodgers the has thing, the only thing he loves more than being a villain these days is just beating up on the bears. I mean, he like if he cared about Super Bowls as much as he cared about beating the bears, he'd probably have more than one. Yeah, I think you're right. And and when you think about it over these last 15 years, if you're if your greatest accomplishment is owning these bears, yeah, yeah. that's not that impressive. It's not his his career, yeah. his numbers are up there. They're great numbers, his talent yeah. is obvious, but there's a lot to not be impressed with with him. Yeah, it is feels a little bit like bragging that you put up 30 uh, points, uh, you know, against, you know, your four year old nephew or something. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And he fouled out. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so my question, is this the last time Aaron Rodgers over under on that's what it is over under on career wins against the Bears for Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to put it at one. So you thinking, think that that, that means because they only have one more game that you, that he wins this and he is not a Packer or he's out of the league. He just, he is, he is not playing the bears again. That, that means he's out of the league, I think, or he's well, in the AFC. Or that's what I'm thinking. He won't be with the Packers. Yeah. And if I'm he gonna, is, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of scenarios that you have to forecast through that. First of all, you could think the Bears could win tomorrow, and then you'd take the under. But I'm putting it at one, which is basically a guarantee of tomorrow's win. I'm a Bears fan, so you know that I am uh, well aware that the Bears are not going to beat the Packers tomorrow. Okay, they've yeah. lost the last eight, I think, to the Packers. Doesn't matter. We could we could be we could have won five in a row. We're going to lose to the Packers. He really does own them. Do you want just off topic? Do you want Justin Fields to play? No, but but psychotic Bears fans who who only care about the Packers game. Uh, I just read a poll. They 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 want sixty percent want him to play in this game and don't care that he could ruin his career. That's how dumb Bears fans are, and I am one and of football them. fans in general. Let's not let's not limit it to. Is that a Steelers hat, by the way? This is uh, a Super Bowl hat that somehow they did in Steelers colors, but it was a game between. The Panthers and the Broncos. <laughs> I have no idea why, but but if I'm being fair, I do like the the, the I like Steelers the, the Steelers uniform. Oh, the Pittsburgh uh, colors. Uh, of I think all those teams have a great color scheme. Absolutely, black and gold throughout. I mean, you know, until the Proud Boys co-opted black and yellow as. Oh, uh, is that their thing? Yeah, so I got to be careful because yeah. I'm, if anything, I uh, I'm trying to let everyone know. Uh, that I'm a Jew right now. Right. Well, I mean, and and that's a different kind of proud boy. It is. It's You're a, a proud it, Jewish boy. It's a proud oi. <laughs> is that good? And I'm a proud goy. You're a proud goy. All right, moving on. That's moving on. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So here we got Cleveland, Houston, and you had a pretty good over under on this uh, because news is, of course, uh, Deshaun Watson coming back to where he used to play. For his first game since his 11 game suspension for repeatedly making, uh, I guess, massage therapist touches dick. 
Yeah, I mean, it feels like Robert Kraft it seems like he's doing great. Like he got remarried to a 40-year-old. He 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 absolutely came out of this thing so to speak like a rose and uh, a happy ending, I would say. Yes, yes. And, well, for him and, it certainly was. Yeah, but 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 Watson um it's, it's feels like Watson was being abusive, like as opposed to just doing something illegal, like in yes. terms of sex works, uh, you know, sex acts with a professional sex worker, whatever it is. Um, I think that he's going to, you know, the dog pound gets rowdy already, but I think you're going to get a separate faction, not the dog pound, but that would be the, um, the victim pound. Yes. And I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of masseuses, with the well, with, the game with, is in Houston, actually. So you're right. Well, yeah. I mean, by the way, him making his debut, it's like you really what's what's the thinking there? What's the NFL the like, should have given him another game to avoid this entire scenario. This just feels a lot like it's um, yeah. It 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 feels it feels. Look, he deserves to feel the wrath, and maybe that is the thinking. Is like, hey, we're not we're gonna just throw him into uh, in with the wolves. I don't know. Well, the, the, there is news, and this is kind of, we're not making light of this, but the news is out there that accusers are going to the game. So yeah. there are apparently, he settled with 24 of them. He settled with 24, which means there's like another 30 out there, right? Now, well, I don't think there's anything picture, in the settlement. Another, then there's another 30 that are like, oh, I don't want my sure. name out there and or more. He's so probably, how many, what's the over-under on accusers who attend the game? I mean, I'm I'm saying 40. 40 because I'm I'm saying <laughs> half of the the ones that step forward and then another slew there could be you know, yes yeah I think all of section 216 could just be people that Deshaun Watson sexually abused that are misuse. We got to get those people down to section 116 so we yeah, can, can we so upgrade, they can hear can, them Can we upgrade these accusers exactly Yeah uh, they deserve it victims. If, if not more I'm victims. calling them victims I'm calling them victims I, I think I think I think I think I'm you're going right out on that. a limb I'm he going out with them he settled with them. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me, that suggests some culpability, doesn't it? Guilt. Yeah. All right. So that was that game. And uh, we also uh, just in the football, I think everybody's hoping Cleveland loses that game. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, I've I've met Cleveland Browns fans. I don't really understand who they are. Like what that is. That is a rough. I mean, just when you thought things were turning a little bit, you got through the John Manziel thing and then you're like, What's his face? The new kid in Baker Mayfield. And he's on commercials before he's done anything. And then they're like, don't worry. We know the team is good. We just need a quarterback. We're going to just uh, solidify everything by bringing in a absolute predator, a predator and predator. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awful and nobody likes it. Anyway, moving on, we got a, a Jets game against Minnesota. And this is just very simple. Uh. I'm asking you over under one, the amount of times a broadcaster accidentally says white Mike instead of Mike white. Wow. I don't know. That's I'm just putting an... it at one or a I... half, a half. Um, that's a great one. I, 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 I feel like, I hear that the the foot and mouth happens a lot on these broadcasts, but um, who's calling that game? That might. Oh, that's that might a good question us. too. Yeah. I, don't know. Well, I mean, it's, if it's, it's Greg Olson, if it's Greg Olson, anything's possible, as you and I both know very well. That's true, and it's a Minnesota Jets game, so it'll be 
I think it'll be a pretty high profile, you know, maybe their first or second team. Moose Johnson, who's doing it? Fox? I think so. If it's Moose, again, mm-hmm. anybody who's had a lot of Is Tony, Sir- Tony Siragusa alive? No. He died, huh? He died. Did anyone look into that? That definitely Well, uh I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure there was an autopsy. Uh mm-hmm. although it, it may that have been like an obvious... foul play. That feels like foul play. He was a healthy, healthy man. Tony Siragusa? Yeah, yeah. Any any offensive or defensive lineman who makes it past 70, mm-hmm. they've lived They've lived more than they should have expected. It's telling me that my battery is soon going to die. So okay, so let's get through this. All right, done. we're almost done here. So so on that, do you think it's going to happen? Mike no. White, White Mike. No. Okay, they've been told probably not. I have to. faith. I have faith in the I have faith in these guys. Okay, this is just a is he lying? I just like that Mike. I just like that Mike White. Uh, like that there's a QB named Mike White to go with you know the creator of White Lotus. You know. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, now we're moving on to other football. It's of okay. course the World Cup. This is just a question. Real football. Did Christian Pulisic get hit in the balls? You know, I saw him interviewed, and he talked about his pelvis a lot. A lot. Um, now, I can't speak for everyone, but you know, the pelvic bone. It's not like. And yeah, it, it's a it's a very specific thing. I to me, it sounds like he got kicked. He got kneed in the dick. More oh, you so think it was the, the dick? More so than the balls. That's what it sounds like. Which to me is also like, well, that should be better than the balls. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but I don't know. Maybe look, I I got to take a guy at his word. He's a hero right now. If he says it's the bone above everything, like here here's my. How reason. do you get to that look, bone without hitting the dick and balls? I don't. I don't no, I don't know. That part is is hard to understand. But also, what does he have to gain by not saying, uh, "Yeah, I got racked in the balls"? I feel like that th- suddenly, if he just says, "I got racked in the balls," his Q think, rating goes up. I think he's missing. I agree, and I think he's missing out. And I, even if he didn't, I think he should be saying, "Yeah, yeah." You know, if I, uh, you know, I, I love to protect. You know, thank God my balls are okay, or I like I like my balls. It's yes. like then now he's got an endorsement. Yes, Wilson. Look, yes, you know. We came up in the 90s in Chicago doing improv, and there was a period of time when ball smacks was like a thing. And that's, that was, I one, think, that was one of your Herald teams, wasn't it? Your extra teams, ball I smacks? Mean, I can't deny that I was at the center of Kevin well, yeah, Fleming not, more than me. Confu- let's not confuse a, 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 a cultural movement inside of the improv community at a certain time period with your own sexual picadillos. I mean, that's not, not a sexual picadillo. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> sorry. Uh, come on. Uh-huh. Keep showing. Okay. All, All right. right. So on that one, I think he got hit in the nuts, and we both think that he should have at least missed, said he got uh, missed, hit in the nuts. Missed opportunity. Even if he didn't, you got to say, I got hit in the ball. Yes. All right. Know. And for our final wrap-up here. Okay. So, And if you want to gamble on any of those, go right ahead, folks. You're all welcome to. Sometimes we dive into pop culture a little bit, uh, and, and Brad is not uh, – Brad doesn't watch movie trailers like I do. I'll just say that. So we watched an, I watched a new Indiana Jones movie trailer. New Indiana Jones movie coming out. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny or some shit like that. Ooh, alliteration. Yes. So I'm going to ask you, Brad, to predict three things Mm -hmm. that we will see in this Indiana Jones movie. Well, you're going to get the whip. Yes. You're going to get the whip. Have you seen the the trailer? No. Okay, great. Uh, You are going to get the whip. 
You're going to get the whip. You're going to get, you're going to get the hat at some point. Sure. Uh, Beyond that. I mean, yeah, the standard ones, obviously, you know, the big, the boulder. There is Uh, a boulder. Yes. Is there a boulder? Amazing. Already in the trailer. Yes. There's the boulder. It's a, this, this guy. I think you got one more thing that you're going to get. Nazis. Yeah. Nazis got to have Nazis. I hope that this is really contemporized. Um, and the Nazis, short, that they have the Nazis in in it, is, is short is short stack going to be there? I believe short round may oh, make yeah, an short appearance round. because short I saw round. yeah yeah not short By stack the way, that's a pancake short stack is pancakes right right yeah. this looks like a boom I think it was a missed opportunity they should have called them short stack <laughs> don't you think or that sounds more like a like a character from the Sandlot By the yes. way you ever seen you ever seen the second Sandlot movie No don't. Great. Great advice. All right. So Brad actually got all three of the things that are going to be in the movie. Oh, wow. I'll just say, I, I again, from seeing the trailer, there's a young English woman in, in this movie. Is she his love interest or does it take more of a father-daughter thing? Eesh. I mean, Indy's got to be 70 plus at this point. I I, I don't think people want to go and see the uh I don't either the romantic thing at this no. point, which is that's not fair because you know, I mean, look at Judy Dench. I feel like she, am I crazy or is she sexual in everything? Or is it just how I perceive well, this her? might be how you perceive it, but I, I know Emma Watson, not Emma Watson, uh Emma who Watson. is Kenneth Branagh's ex-wife, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. She recently did a movie that I guess she, you know, takes her clothes off and it's all really? about having sex and stuff. Yeah. So. Meryl Streep. Is she getting naked in anything right now? I, I don't know. Not mm. on. I mean, but what probably Kathy Bates. All right. We we don't need to okay. talk about my sexual picadillos. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll end with that. And uh, again, this is given props. Yep. It's been a few weeks. We're going to refine this as we continue yes. to go on. Uh, and hopefully I'll get my camera to be right side up. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of think this is part of our thing now. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I, I'm not technically good, so it's not like I'm going to fix it. So if you're watching this, that's great. That means I put it up on video. If you're just listening, thank you for listening and continue listening to give him props. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Brad. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, folks, it is once again time for our maximum pro football coverage with the football consigliere, Pro Football Max, here to give us his picks and insights on the, the week of NFL games coming up. Welcome, Max. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. Good to be good to have you here. We're going to run through these games. We got them. Uh, we'll put them in little groups here. This first group of games that we have is kind of our our uh, our appetizer platter for the day, starting off early with some crapo teams. Pittsburgh at Atlanta, Green Bay at Chicago, a rivalry game, and then Jacksonville at Detroit. What do you got on these games? Well, I like how we're starting with three teams that all have sub-500 records. Yeah. You know, that's a great way to start off a day of football because it'll get yeah. better as it goes on. Absolutely. I'll tell you, Jack, despite being having sub-500 records, both Jacksonville and Detroit both have top 10 offenses, according to the NFL rankings. And I'm expecting a shootout in this game. Maybe over 70 points combined from both teams. Uh, whichever team has the ball last, probably the team that's going to win. I'm taking the home team in Detroit. And that's been a lot of the games for both those teams where it's come down to the last. Uh, unfortunately, they haven't had the ball last a lot of the time, but close games. No, luck's got to turn your way. Luck's got to, you know, you can only At least be for so one of those teams. unlucky so many times. Exactly, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, I think is going to go the other way. I'm seeing a bit more of a defensive struggle. Pittsburgh's defense has on, been on point since they're coming off their bye week. Two turnovers a game in each of the last three games, and they haven't turned the ball over once. Atlanta, on the other hand, eight turnovers in the last five games. The strength of Atlanta is the run, but the strength of Pittsburgh's defense is stopping the run. See Pittsburgh forcing Atlanta to put the ball in the air, maybe a couple more turnovers, and Pittsburgh wins that game. All right. And then, of course, Green Bay and Chicago. You got Aaron Rodgers there. You think, uh, you know, he owns the Bears. You think it's going to keep going that way? I don't. I, I think Chicago is going to win this one. I think, you know, when you look at Chicago, the number one rushing team in all the NFL, Green Bay is the second to worst team on defense defending the rush. That that tells you right there in most football games which team is going to win. But I think there's a lot of hype about with Aaron Rodgers and you know, where's he at? And should he pass the torch to Jordan Love? The, I don't know if this game's going to be him passing the torch in Green Bay to Jordan Love as much as it could be him passing the torch of the NFC North to Justin Fields. Ooh. This could be a statement game that we look back on in a couple years to say, when did the tide turn? It turned in December of 2022. My I think Chicago, Chicago are going to want to hear this. I, I like Chicago at the very least to cover, but I'm going pretty high on them to win. Oh, I love it. And, and you know, they're they're thinking of starting fields, even though he's hurt. And really, if he can't throw, it might be better off for the Bears if he can only run. Yeah. You but know, I, watching just the Jets defense try to tackle David Montgomery, that's a hard man to put down. If you're yeah. already bad at stopping the run, it doesn't get any easier this week. You know, the Bears over the years, I got to say, have generally done a good job building their team for their conditions. They usually have running mm -hmm. teams and stuff. It, it doesn't always work out, but at least they try the right thing. All right. Uh, I next... like the direction they're on right now. And I like fields too. This next mm -hmm. slate of games is uh, a little more appetizing than the first three. We got the Jets at Minnesota. We got Washington at the Giants. We got Tennessee at Philadelphia. All of these teams are playoff, uh, playoff contenders are in the playoffs at this point. And so we'll start off. And I want to point out that you, I believe, Max, are the first person to introduce me to the Mike White as White Mike concept. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I grew up in the 90s, and there was a television show on the 90s called The Waynes Brothers on the WB Network. Oh, yes. And on the WB 90s, the Waynes Brothers, um, you know, Sean and Marlon Waynes and John Witherspoon and a bunch of other excellent people who would go on to do amazing things. And they had one white guy on that character who they always referred to as White Mike. There you go. White Mike. And you know what, actually, White Mike, did you ever seen the movie Independence Day? Oh, yeah. You know, the um in the first action scene with Will Smith, the, the buddy of his who gets killed um by the aliens. It would that's be, the it would actor. Be, that's it. That's the okay. actor who played White Mike. Okay. And I always think of that. And I always think of White Mike. And so Mike White, White Mike. I um, It's not a race thing. It's no. really a throwback to the Waynes brothers. But because he reminds me so much of that character. Absolutely. Just he looks like him. And I mean, it helps that he's it helps that he's a white Mike, honestly. Yeah, you know? no, it, like it does this... help that he's white, just like that character was like such a white guy. Well, but anyway, speaking of Kirk Cousins yes. is the other quarterback, and I can't think of a whiter person in America. So we got no. we got we got white Mike against white Kirk. Yes, yes. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think White Kirk's lineup, uh, his team matches up, his offense matches up very well with this New York Jets defense. Oh. I think this pass rush that the Jets are able to put on people with just four, you know, it's going to get to Kirk pretty quick. If they bring in a fifth, he's going to go down often. 
and they have the kind of secondary that can do that can cause confusion. You're not going to get the ball out of your hands quick to Justin Jefferson if he's being guarded by Reed or Gardner. Yeah. I um I think the Jets, what's interesting is, you know, Minnesota is very bad against defending the pass, and there might be some temptation to open it up for White Mike this week. There, especially there's rumors that Michael Carter's not going to play. So you're oh. leaving the backfield to James Robinson and a rookie who made his debut last week. Right. But I think I think Matt LaFleur is going to avoid temptation. I think he's going to call a balanced game. I think they're going to really depend on their defense and to win. And I see the Jets going to Minnesota and eking out a victory. Ooh, well, you know, ultimately I know the the Minnesota has a great record, but they're they're I think their their scoring margin is a negative actually or it's equal yeah. or something. So yeah. And you, it's like the old boxers thing, matchups make fights and I I just don't think this is a good matchup for Minnesota. Yeah. Uh Washington New York Giants are a more appealing matchup when you look at the two teams on the field and on paper. Mm -hmm. This game should be excellent and it's the first time they play each other in 3 weeks. So we're going to get to see it again to week 15, 2 weeks from now. Terrible NFL schedulers. If yeah. anyone's listening to this and they want to see someone do it better, please hire me. There you but go. I I I'm going to go with Washington over New York simply for the momentum factor here. Washington has won six of their last seven. New York has lost three of their last four. And if I look at these two teams, which unit would I say is the best? I think Washington defense is the best unit of all four units on the field. I'm picking Washington over the Giants. It's just nice to see a game. I mean, I've always hated Washington. I'm a Giants fan, but it's the last time I like that. This is the first time that a game between these two teams has mattered to both of them in probably eight years. True. All right, Tennessee at Philadelphia, another good matchup here. And and the AJ Brown revenge game. You know, if if anyone paid attention to it, to the, all the wide receiver trades over the season between um Hill and between Adams and between Brown Browns seemed to be the most contentious. He wanted to stay in Tennessee. Yeah. He was willing to take a hometown discount to stay in Tennessee and they lowballed him anyway. And he just seems super offended by it. This has all the markings of one of those. Oh, you didn't think I was worth it. See how much I'm worth now. And especially the fact that Tennessee just can't seem to beat a top team. They have not beaten a top 10. They've had four matchups against top 10 teams. That yeah. accounts for all of their losses. And now they're playing a top three team. No reason to believe Tennessee can win this game. Big reason to believe A.J. Brown's going to put a hurting on them. All right. Fantasy players, get A.J. Brown in your daily lineup. All right, we got another little bit of a stinker package here with three games. Denver at Baltimore, Cleveland at Houston, which has interesting uh, factors for other reasons, and Seattle at the Rams, uh, which is kind of a reversal of what you might have thought that game would be. It's <laughs> very, very true. You know, Houston, Denver, and the Los Angeles Rams are, if you look at the power rankings I have at profootballmax.com, those three teams rank in the bottom four. Okay. So I do expect all three teams to lose this week. However, I do think that the Rams are going to find a way to cover the spread at seven and a half. Oh. I, I will say that, you know, without Matthew Stafford the last two weeks, the Rams have had their two best running performances. Nothing to break the bank, nothing to go, go home and get excited about. But it's interesting. Sean McVay, if you're looking forward to next year, wouldn't it be nice if the Rams and Matthew Stafford had a good, strong run game to lean on? And that's what I see the rest of the season. If you're a Rams fan, pay more attention to the run, not the flashy passes. There's no Cooper Cup out there. Yeah. Stafford might not play again. But let's how this see how Sean McVay can develop a run game with some young people and look for, looking towards the future. Could explain why they got rid of um, the person they got rid of a few weeks ago because he wasn't a part of their future and they need to develop the run. 
James Robinson. Back, yes, James Robinson. Running back. Yes. Um, so I, I I do think they'll cover, especially Seattle has not done a good job against the run the last couple of weeks. So do expect the Rams to cover. Baltimore uh, versus Denver could be the biggest blowout of the game. You remember a few years ago when Lamar Jackson used to win games like 40 to 10? Yeah. One of those this week. He, he needs to get back to who he is. Well, I mean, I, w- I watched the game last week. They were in the red zone constantly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand they got Justin Tucker and for good reason, because they don't score touchdowns. No, like, they got to convert down there. That's got to be the number one priority for them this week is like converting short yardage red zone touchdowns. But either way, Lamar Jackson, just he used to win so many games by blowing teams out. They need to they need some home cooking yeah. is, you know, they need to go back and re-identify who they are. We go up by three touchdowns and then we hold teams down. And yeah. Denver, even though they have a good defense, if anything, that's more of a reason to believe he's going to do it. He, If he would have done this against the bottom 10 defense, it would have been like, oh, more of the same. Right. Denver's got a top 10 defense. This is the game for him to blow up and blow out. I, I look forward to it. Nobody's really enjoying Russ. All right. Now we got, again, a nice little slate here. We got Miami and San Francisco, the reuniting of Mike McDaniel, or is that his name? I believe so. Yeah. And, and then Kansas City at Cincinnati. And then the Chargers at uh, at the Raiders, which, again, we thought that would have been a better game earlier this year. Yeah. I'll I'll get to that one first just so we can run through it. What The Chargers – Throw, throw, throw. The Raiders run, run, run. It's the only thing that those two teams really do well on offense, and neither team is good at defending it on defense. Yeah. So I I just don't see Josh Jacobs pulling another rabbit out of his hat the way he did last week. Well, I said, if you look yeah. at my tweet from last week, I had said before that game, I said, unless Josh Jacobs takes over this game, which I thought was unlikely, I said there's no way that they were going to win. And what did Josh Jacobs do? Had a 300-yard game. Well, he was questionable until like two hours before the game, too. Exactly. It was very – I had him in a lineup. I took him out anyway. No, and that's what he's going to need to do again in order to get Vegas over the hump. Chargers are going to take this one on the road. All right. How about the other two games there? Miami at San Francisco. You know, what's interesting, I I was looking back at the relationship of the head coaches. You know that their relationship together, working together, spans 11 years over four teams? The two of them. Yeah, it wasn't just that he worked for um, Shanahan while he was the head coach in um, San Francisco. While Shanahan's three offensive coordinator jobs before that in Washington, in Cleveland, and in Atlanta, he took McDaniel worked on the staff in all those places. Wow. This isn't just a few years. This is going back a decade between these two. And my brain tells me, my brain tells me that San Francisco is the better team and should win. Best unit on the field is the San Francisco defense. But this is one of those who was challenging all those defenses all those years. Who, who was challenging those San Francisco defenses and who was looking at them in scout games? And if there's one guy who knows the keys to the castle and how to break in without being un, un, recovered, I just. A little little brother beats big brother in this one. I think Miami is going to surprise San Francisco and win this game, possibly by a touchdown. And you know what? It does. It wouldn't surprise me if Mike McDaniel is the real genius with all that stuff. You know, Shanahan is is he's clearly he's got a good mind for this stuff. And but but Shanahan also has the nepotism gene, which mm-hmm. which. Could be good to get you the job, but it's not always good in motivating you to have the job. 
I mean, we'll see. This will be both these teams look so similar in, yeah. te- in terms of how they play the game. San Francisco, because of that defense, is the better team on paper. Yeah. My head tells me San Francisco is going to win, but something in my gut tells me that Miami is going to pull it out. Well, I think McDaniel's a good coach, so I think he'll use his knowledge of the 49ers against them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's not skip and this. That- Can't go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say Kansas City versus Cincinnati, the, yeah. the the juicy matchup of the day. I mean, Kansas City played Cincinnati twice last year, once in Kansas City, once in Cincinnati. Kansas City was favored going into both of those games. Kansas City looked good late in both of those games, and Cincinnati came out and won it definitively both times. It's I'm picking Cincinnati at Woo! home. All right. I, I am. I think, you know, what they've done the last couple games without Jamar Chase shows they really are that good a team. There is no one player or one anything. They can win in different ways. The, the game against Tennessee last last week was that proved something to go into Tennessee back to back road games and to out muscle the Titans at home that they Cincinnati is a good team. Kansas City is obviously number one in my power rankings, possibly the best team in football, Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl favorite. They were all those things when they lost twice to Cincinnati last year, too. Okay, there you I, go. I'm going with Cincinnati. And and it's pretty clear Joe Burrow is, you know, he is he's going to be a top quarterback for the next 10 years. I don't know if oh, he's yeah. going to make it all the time, but he he's done enough in his few years that, you know, uh, you could see it his rookie year where, sure. you know, he he got hurt seventh or eighth game in. But I remember, you know, you know me, I go to the bar every week. And I remember about two weeks before he busted his ACL thinking, my God, this guy is going to be good. And then the week before saying, oh, man, he made some uh, some great passes. And even the game that he got hurt, thinking that they were going to win that game until he got hurt when that team was still not very good. You, you saw this coming. He he's going to be a cornerstone of the league for the next decade. Absolutely. It always makes me sad to know that his dad went to Nebraska and he would have gone to Nebraska if they had recruited him a little harder. God damn it. <laughs> Moving on. All right. The next uh, this is a finishing out the week. Uh, we got our Sunday night game, Indianapolis at Dallas. Uh, Jeff Saturday looking OK. And then mm-hmm. we go to the Monday night game, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Two losing teams with a shot at winning their division. Yeah, so I'll, let's still go with Sunday night first. I actually just saw Tony Dungy tweeted that he did an interview with Jeff Saturday that's going to air on Sunday Night Football. And Tony Dungy, one of the great coaches of his time, can't wait to see that what that conversation's like. Mm-hmm. But in Indianapolis, you have a head coach and an offensive coordinator who literally have three weeks of experience in their current jobs. And this week, they have to go up against one of the top three defenses in football. Yeah. Now, if this wasn't a Sunday night primetime game, Maybe you could say this is a trap game and maybe Dallas won't play so hard and Indy could do something. And there is a little concern that Indy does run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. It's not what Dallas is known for, but I'm not buying into any of that. I think there's a potential for a shutout here on Sunday night football, a a beat down shutout. That's what I'm picking in my picks. A shutout. I could see. So if you're a gambler out there, there's got to be some money on a shutout for Dallas. You get good odds on that. But I could see Mike Ryan. Is it Mike Ryan? Matt Ryan. Matt. Matt Ryan. Sorry. I could see him getting knocked out of the game because he he is a little bit of a slow-footed dude. 
and Micah Parsons could get in on him, and then yeah, we could be in the Sam Ellinger show. Nobody wants. Oh him. no, and Sam Ellinger, what did he put three points up against New England? Like you know, this this is not happening. No, no. It's um, and then if they're also if it's a blowout, if you get to the second half and there's a twenty something to or thirty point shutout going on, why would you even play Jonathan Taylor at the end? Why right. would you? How are you going to get the ball over the halfway point of the field? <laughs> yep. I um, I, I'm. I'm calling shutout for Sunday wow. night. I love that. I love that prediction. All right. So now Monday mm-hmm. night, uh, again, the Saints, uh, we watch the games often together at Dave and Buster. Mm-hmm. All the games are on. And I was concentrating on the Saints game. They were in the red zone three or four times. They got shut out last week while being inside the 10 three times. Yeah. The New Orleans, it's really a shame because New Orleans is actually surprisingly good on paper. And they play really, really, really hard. But they are, you know, I told you earlier that three of the four teams in the bottom four of my power rankings, New Orleans is that fourth team. I mean, they just can't get out of their own way, cannot find a way to win. Who did they beat? They beat the look at their recent victories. They beat the Rams when Stafford got knocked out. They shut out Vegas, which I'll never understand when Vegas was at their worst. They beat Seattle before Seattle was Seattle. I mean, I'm having said all that. I'm rooting for New Orleans this week. That's who I want to win. And the reason I want New Orleans to win is because if New Orleans wins this week and Tampa Bay um, falls down to five and seven, I see a very realistic scenario where the Carolina Panthers win the division. (laughs) But it really, really has to come down to them going in with five games to go next week it really if they're down two games to tampa it's going to be tough these two teams play each other it's going to be tough to come back from a two game stint but especially if tampa's got a better division record but if tampa loses to new orleans this week there is an incredibly realistic chance for the four and eight carolina panthers to find their way into the playoffs and i'm rooting for that to happen i don't think it will happen i am expecting tampa bay to win they're going to shut down that run. New Orleans can't run anymore. Tampa Bay can still shut down the run. Yeah. New Orleans is not going to be able to throw on Tampa Bay this week. It's just not going to happen. But I want you to know I will be rooting for New Orleans because I would love to see a scenario where Carolina has a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, it could be madness in that division where going into the last week, all the teams are like seven and nine. And, and, you know, a seven an eight and nine team is getting in. That's probably it's, what's going to happen. And it team. is very true. But as I've told you many a times, Steve Wilkes is three and three. So, you know, for all these sub 500 teams, yeah. the coach, they got rid of the coach and the new guy is three and three. And that's better than everyone else. You look through, I've, I've made this point on Twitter all week long about the NFC South. Everyone has Carolina, almost every power rankings I have has Carolina in the bottom six I've seen. And they have Tampa and Atlanta over Carolina. And I don't get that. Because if you look in the last six weeks of football, the only team that's won three games from the NFC South is the Carolina Panthers. And they beat Tampa Bay and they beat Atlanta. Any power ranking that has Carolina below Tampa Bay and Atlanta right now is garbage. It's computers. It's it's foolishness. Fight the computers, everyone. Yes. it's how you know that like people aren't paying attention to the games and they're just looking at score sheets. I'm telling, and this is why New Orleans. I'm rooting for New Orleans because I, I'm on this Carolina bandwagon. I think they might be too far behind if Tampa wins this week. Yeah. But if Tampa loses, I'm going to Vegas on Tuesday and I'm putting fifty on Carolina to take the division. Oh, you'll get some nice odds on that. Well, well 
Any other observations? I just want to say one thing that I've observed. There's a lot of teams that that don't have their first round draft pick that are sucking this year, which is an interesting <laughs> scenario because it's like they don't want to tank because there's no reason to. So you're going to have a lot of like three and 10 teams going as hard as they can because there's no reason for them to tank. Should no. like well, you should make the games interesting late in the season. No, and the way it should be, you know, um, my favorite coach of all time, not because he's the best, because he's my favorite, has recently returned to ESPN, and his name is Herm Edwards. <laughs> and what did Herm Edwards say? You, you play, play to, to win, win the, the game. game. Yes. You don't suit up to lose. You don't coach to lose. You coach to win. You yeah. play to win the game. And the idea of tanking has always just been a disgusting thought to me. But six teams that don't have a first-round draft pick next year, Cleveland, Denver, the Rams, San Francisco, New Orleans, Miami. Only two – and actually, I'm sorry, Miami does have a pick because they get San Francisco's. Right. So yeah. but these are teams who have already given up their pick. And so New Orleans, the Rams, Denver, Cleveland, there's no incentive to tank. Cleveland is an interesting team that has a path to the playoffs, yeah. depending on how they do. It really will come down to the two division games against Cincinnati and Baltimore. But if they win those, their last three games – are gimmies. Cleveland has a way to 10 wins and a playoff spot. You might be laying so, some money on a couple teams in Vegas. We'll see. But I, I'm just saying Monday night football, if uh, you know, to finish it, to circle back to our point, I think Tampa's going to win. I'm rooting for new Orleans. And if new Orleans wins, you heard it here first. I'm picking Carolina to take the division. That's it, folks. You're getting a lot of insights here. You're not getting anywhere else. And so that's why he's the football concierge. Yes. Looking ahead, looking forward. I got my board up. I'm going to be using my tax. Let's uh, we'll see how the next few weeks work out. Right on. Well, thank you for joining us, Max. And again, you can check out Max at uh, profootballmax.com. And mm -hmm. what are your uh, what are your uh, your addresses on the social? You follow me at Twitter at profootballmax. Instagram is profootballmax1. Because, you right. know, that one that one guy with no followers and no tweets got the handle before me. But <laughs> Follow me, because once I reach a certain amount of followers, I can um, appeal to Facebook to kick him off and get it back. Uh, Facebook. Yes, Facebook. I can appeal to Meta for the handle yes. back. So personally, please follow will, me. Yes. Mark Zuckerberg personally will handle this case. Well, thank you, Max, and I will see you Sunday afternoon.